Welcome to the Marie Manu Cherry Show, where energy and medicine meet. I will be your host for the next hour. I have over 19 years of healthcare experience and began my career as an energy medicine practitioner while working as an oncology nurse at a Seattle area hospital. My skill in moving energy combined with my medical background have been a catalyst for change in many people's lives. I hope the next hour will be transformative for you as well. Hello and welcome to the Marie Manu Cherry Show. We're live here in Seattle, a really kind of nice, warm Seattle. I've got my coat, but I haven't had to put it on yet. But we're not going to say tropical. No, that's yeah. not that's a little too warm. <laughs> we don't want to give the wrong impression no. right. <laughs> that the sun's out. <laughs> Actually, if you want to compare it to the East Coast, yes, this is tropical. Seriously. Wow. Yeah. I could, I, this just brings me flashbacks of like living in Alaska with 40 below. Like <sighs> you could, the good example that I always say is like you can throw a cup of water literally <laughs> out of the window and it would hit the ground and, and it'd be, be frozen. frozen before. Yeah, there was this sign on Yahoo, because that's the kind of the only news I watch is kind of like yeah. the Yahoo homepage. And they had a, a sign that was like a, a freeway sign that said hell on it. And then there was all this icicles. Frozen when hell freezes <laughs> over. Got it. That's, that's very I know, clever. that was a good yeah. one. And, of course, this is this is really a reaction to global warming. You mm-hmm. know, we're having, you know, really heavy winters in, in parts of the world that actually get winter. Seattle, I don't consider us a winter destination we have our moments yeah (laughs) well i was you know i um joined the mountaineers last year and we were supposed to go Mm. cross-country skiing last weekend and it was canceled because there wasn't enough snow on the mountains so you know and it's um, a little too late for you to ski up there and get your old phone (laughs) i remember i think it's still up there it's up there somewhere (laughs) right (laughs) little rabbits walking around like wow look at that (laughs) you are so cute well wherever you are in the world we hope that you're warm or cool if it's hot where you typically live. Um, we hope the sun's out or that if it's nighttime that it's peaceful. And um, on the show, I get one of the my greatest blessings is to be able to interview people from around the globe who are standing on what I think the leading edge of thought. And today is one of those great days where I get to interview Sue Frederick. She's an author and long life intuitive. Sue's work, described as a breath of fresh air, and an enlightened new perspective has been featured in the New York Times, CNN, Real Simple, Yoga Journal, Complete Women, Natural Health, Fit Yoga, and at venues like Omega Institute and Rhinebeck, New York. I will actually be there this year for the first time. Fit Yoga and at av- venues like Omega. Oh, I already said that. Um, she's been interviewed on more than 200 radio and TV shows, including Bridging Heaven and Earth. She's the author of I See Your Dream Job, A Career's Intuitive Guide to Finding Your Work. And um, I See Your Soulmate, An Intuitive's Guide to Finding and Keeping Love. Her newest book, Bridges Heaven, is now available in stores on Amazon and all those lovely places. So welcome to the show, Sue. Hey, Marie. It's such a pleasure to be back talking to you again. Yeah, it's lovely to talk with you. I really enjoyed your book. Really enjoyed it. I love the cover number one. Oh, yeah. Because it's really like that. I mean, there's truly a bridge between our world and the fifth dimension or heaven. Exactly. You know, it really does exist. Mm-hmm. And souls stand on there and talk to each other or walk back and forth mm-hmm. all the time. <laughs> it's, it's, and it's very beautiful and peaceful and calm and angelic. It's, mm-hmm. it's really quite amazing. Filled with love and light. Filled with love and light. Yeah, it, it's really quite beautiful. And, and I love that because on the cover, it has all that light on this gorgeous bridge. And and I also love how the bridge looks kind of quaint because that's what my bridge looks like. It's more quaint. It's not like some busy right. five-lane highway. Right. <laughs> Even though there's probably that many souls that are coming yeah, back and no forth. Yeah, no traffic jam. <laughs> yeah, no traffic jam. 
So in the book, you begin by talking about your own experiences in grief. And grief is something that you have a strong attraction to in Mm -hmm. terms of it's not a discomfort for you uh, any longer anyway. Yeah, well, it's been my greatest teacher in this lifetime. I've had to get very comfortable with it. Really? (laughs) And you talk in the book in the beginning as you begin to, you know, bring up client stories and student stories, your own um, first encounter with great grief when your husband, um, mm-hmm. when you were 29 years of age, he was 34, he died. Yeah. And, you know, I work with a lot of people who experience great loss when they're even younger than that. So I'm not trying to say my grief was any more powerful than anyone else's, but I will say that uh, in my 20s, it knocked my socks off and totally threw me for a loop and took me on a spiritual journey that ended up with me being here talking to you. Uh, Yeah, right. (laughs) Well, and it was, you know, this was a man that you deeply loved. It was a great marriage, wonderful relationship. Mm -hmm. You're both young. He was 34. And you're thinking, okay, this is it. I I met my person. We get to travel, have fun, create our lives. Not only that, Marie, but we were mountain climbers. We were the healthiest. We taught for Outward Bound Mountaineering School. Oh, wow. (laughs) So we just thought we had it going on, you know. But the lesson was much deeper than that. The lesson was a spiritual awakening, a lesson of surrender, Mm. and a lesson for me of understanding the dimensions beyond the physical world. You you write in the book that you actually had some warning of his potential loss, I I guess closer to the diagnosis. Yeah. And, well, you know, from the first moment I met him, I had some Mm. interesting warnings. Like I met him out on the street after a day of rock climbing with another friend, and he stood under a street light. And as I looked up to meet him, his head was filled with light, like a halo, like a golden light around him. And it almost hurt to look at him. And I knew in my intuition in that moment that this was a man who was going to rock my world for better or worse. And (laughs) I just knew it, as we all know, when we meet people. Well, you know, I think that idea of that, you know, bright, bright light, because it it is, it could mean a connection to heaven or a sooner connection than you and I have had so far in terms of leaving our bodies. Mm -hmm. I know sometimes when I work with clients who are really ill, I was confused initially when I would encounter people who were so filled with light. I interpreted it as a sign, oh, they're going to be great. (laughs) But I later learned it was a sign that, oh, they're going to cross over. Exactly. Wow. And interesting enough, too, Peter, um, Paul was his name, correct? Right. Right, Paul, sorry. Um, He had the very same first and last name of your very best friends. Oh, I know. And, you know, Beyonce. It's just unbelievable how divine order is always giving us wonderful little uh, inklings into what's coming if we pay attention. I had a girlfriend, best girlfriend growing up, Chrissy, and we were best friends from first grade on, and um, she had fallen in love with a man named Paul Frederick, and right before the wedding, he had walked out and broken her heart, and and then I meet, yeah abandoned her, you know, just like uh, right because it was a southern wedding, it so it was going to be huge, <laughs> right? This big it was thing, like a Hollywood movie story. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so she and I were very close, and we had spent so much so much time talking about that. I'd even met him, and 
uh, and then I, you know, a year year later or so, I meet a man named Paul Frederick, <laughs> and and it's a different man, of course. But I called Chrissy and I said, "You won't believe who I just met this man, and I'm kind of in love with him." And she goes, "Really?" And I started talking about my Paul Frederick, and we were both sort of stunned about how that could possibly happen. She lived in Washington D.C. I lived in Colorado, and. Um, and it turns out, you know, as I write in the book, that part of my grief came in that after Paul had died, only a few months had passed, and Chrissy was right. diagnosed with leukemia right. and died a year later. And I always felt that Chrissy was is one of my strongest soul agreements, my one of my important soulmates, and that going through everything I went through with her and Paul were my spiritual awakenings in this mm-hmm. lifetime. Oh, I, I completely agree. I just love how the universe works, too. Like, how could you both meet a man with the very same first and last I name? Know. And, and both of these men end up leaving both of you different right. ways, but feeling <laughs> right. heartbroken. Exactly. And so Christy and I, you know, she is one of my long-term um, connections on the other side. And especially whenever I'm asking about relationships or because we had always shared our love stories with each other and our broken hearts with each other. And so many times Chrissy came back to me in dreams to help me heal from a relationship that wasn't working or to show me that it wasn't right. And even with Paul, you know, she came back to show me how to move forward from that. And uh, when I talk in my book about how we can all reconnect to our departed loved ones, I can tell you what, Chrissy has been probably my strongest guide on the other side. Right, because one of the greatest things, the message that you have in the book, besides these incredible stories, yours and students and clients, is that it's normal to continue a relationship with people that we love or care about after they've crossed over. It's not supposed to be this, okay, you never get to be comforted by them again, or you never... It's the way our culture defines death that is so wrong and so crippling for people who have lost someone they love. Even if you go to a church or a religion, you're told, oh, well, they're off in heaven now, you know, they're, they're in some other world. And even, you know, in my 20s, I was very sort of metaphysical, and so I was told, you know, well, he's moved on to the higher realms, you don't want to call him back. And I do think, and I know now that they do, especially when they first cross over, you have to release them energetically to help them move to the light. But once they've connected there and they've kind of found their guides and found their way, part of their sole responsibility to you is to come back and guide you when you need them, when you call out to them, or when you fill your heart with love for them. They will step in and try to help you see where you're going and and who you are. And they've been through a life process of their own where they suddenly understand things in a much more enlightened way than they did when they were here. Oh, I, I couldn't agree more, which is just so fantastic. People on the other side, they can see us, hear us, and feel us. They know what we're going through. and. Yep. And that's why their messages can be so empowering and free us from the pain and the grief and move forward. You write in the book how, um, I I think it was was several months after um, Paul had passed, and you found a valentine from him. Uh, 
you know, and uh, and it was Valentine's Day, the day you found it, and he was gone. He had passed, of course. Yeah. And it was just this shocking thing. I think it was in a filing cabinet. Right. You know, and and he, you remembered that he had bought you a Valentine a year prior, but he had misplaced it and he couldn't find it. And he had complained about it, mm-hmm. and then. At, when he's on the other side, he does everything he can, because this is what they do on the other exactly. side, to get you to open up that door, go through those files, <laughs> and you were looking for papers for taxes or something yep. like that, yep. and then there's this beautiful there's Valentine, Valentine from him. On Valentine's Day, and I just want to say to any listeners who have lost someone they love, your loved one is always sending you signs in the physical world, and if you really allow yourself to open your heart and understand it and accept it, Mm-hmm. and not dismiss it as just coincidence, because there is no such thing as coincidence. Those little messages are to help you and heal you. And, you know, holding a valentine, a chocolate valentine in my hand on February 14th, um, you know, seven months after Paul had died, I was stunned that the universe could arrange itself that way and that he was sending me love from the other side. And all of us have those experiences. Wonderful. Well, I'm having the pleasure of interviewing Sue Frederick. She's the author of several books, but her latest, Bridges to Heaven, True Stories of Loved Ones on the Other Side. We're going to take a quick break here on the Marie Menu Cherry Show. We'll be right back. Have you watched a friend, neighbor, or family member struggle to get in and out of their home because they need a reliable wheelchair ramp? The Master Builders Care Foundation's Rampathon program wants to help. For the past 20 years, Rampathon has built free wheelchair ramps for disabled homeowners in King and Snohomish counties, giving life-changing mobility to over 300 families. The Master Builders Care Foundation volunteers spend one Saturday each May building free wheelchair ramps for for low-income homeowners in King and Snohomish counties. This event gives housebound children and adults a kind of freedom they haven't had sometimes for years. If you would like to help a neighbor or family member receive a free ramp, log on to rampathon.org or call 1-800-522-2209. Applications are due February 28, 2014. That's rampathon.org. Rampathon is sponsored by Home Street Bank. Are you looking for tools to enhance your life or to bring those things you desire into your life? Marie offers a variety of CDs to help you do just that. Get acquainted with your seven primary chakras and balance your human energy system. Or is embracing your intuition what you're looking to learn? Or would you rather focus on a healthy immune system? These CDs and more are available through Marie's website at energyintuitive.com. For a complete list of CDs available and their descriptions, please visit Marie's website today. We live in a world that's become predictable. Our realities are filled with distractions, hopelessness, and confusion. We've begun to lose touch of what we're truly capable of. It's time for us to regain our true potential. Join psychic medium and crystal child, Lindsay Paul, as she connects to the other side and brings back messages from beyond. Along with her psychic and skeptic, Abraham DeWeese and Indigo Child. Sarah Ellis. They'll help you sort of new heights by answering your questions. Don't miss Wisdom Within Radio, Thursdays at 1 p.m. 
Manifesting dreams into reality is meant to be exciting and easy. When the tools you use stop working, a lack of self-worth is most likely holding you back. Marie's Affirm Your Worth cards are the perfect solution to increase self-appreciation while magnetizing your dreams into reality in a nurturing and fun way. Order the Affirm Your Worth cards online at energyintuitive.com or call 425-825-5671. Tell your friends the place to be is Alternative Talk 1150 AM. Welcome back to the Marie Menu Cherry Show. We're live here in Seattle, and we're talking with Sue Frederick. So, Sue, you know, one of these great, wonderful opportunities we have to move through our grief and to hear and sense and know and see, in some cases, our loved ones, um, they become great teachers for us on Absolutely. the other side. And, in fact, when I teach my workshops with grieving people, you know, they are, the grieving people are healed by their communication with their departed loved ones. I'm just the facilitator for that. And that's what I think real grief um, is healed by, is by a person realizing that they have access to that person and they can ask them questions and get answers. Wow, that, that's amazing. And we're going to go ahead and go to the phone line. So who do we have? Sure, we'll uh, travel out eastward. We'll have uh, Angelique, I believe. Angelique, that's a beautiful name. It's, it is beautiful. I'd love to say it more often. <laughs> uh, calling in from Chicago, so welcome to the show. Hi. Thank you Hi. for taking my call. <laughs> um, I've been on a career change. Um, I keep seeing the numbers one and four mm-hmm. a lot. And I was just wondering, I, I don't know if it's like a spiritual sign, if it's maybe a sign from my grandmother. I just have had, have had a lot going on. And well, give me your date of birth. So if you want to talk about career, I can help you best if you give me your date of birth. It's 1030, mm-hmm. October and, 30th. And what year? 76. Okay. Let me look at that. Oh, honey, you have a lot of lessons in this lifetime. As you know, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you are a very old soul, as you also know, but you've got to bring that. What's being called to you this year is to step into your spiritual wisdom and use that to guide your career. What are you doing for a living? Um, right now I was doing insurance claims. Now I'm, I'm going to cosmetology school. I start next week. All right. Well, the cosmetology school will be a good step, a next step for you because you're going to bring more than outer beauty to the women you work with. You're going to bring counseling and spiritual help and guidance as you talk to them, and it's going to help you begin to learn how, what a powerful healer you are. Okay. I and that's, that's, a, that's a good move then? <laughs> yeah. yeah. You, oh, insurance ahead, just, Marie, yeah. Add well, just the insurance, I mean, like, just made me feel so unhappy like I just want you to run out of the building right. <laughs> you know, it's like that is not you at all I don't know how you do it every day it must no, be really challenging. I, I, that's why I stopped I needed a change altogether I just can't take it anymore and yeah. I just kind of on a whim just did it so I've been so like I keep seeing the numbers one and four all over and well, I thought those were spiritual numbers so yeah it's giving you an, an image from the other side about how you need to change it's not don't take it as 
14, it's more about the number five, which is the number of change, okay? And I want you to understand that, yes, you're being guided from the other side, especially in 2014. 2014 is a year for you of great spiritual transformation. So meditate every day. When you go through your school classes, think about how you can feel the energy of the people you're working on and working with. You know, study Marie's classes on energy. Do whatever it takes to get you really aware that you're stepping into a role of a healer in the future. Okay. And um, with the past lives, does anxiety, does that contribute, do you think? Yes, but in this lifetime for you, it's more been about the anxiety of knowing you've got this big, soul mission to step up to. It's a kind of a final lifetime round for you. So anytime you're just sort of wasting your life being trivial or not doing work that is really meaningful, you're going to feel great anxiety. But the more you step into your real work, you're going to feel peaceful and in the flow. Okay. Thank you so much for calling in. Thank you. You Thank know, you. This story um, or this information that um, Angelique shared it reminds me of a story in your book where you're teaching a class and um, a woman is clear that she wants to be a therapist and you agree that that's wonderful. She's so excited to go to school, but she has no idea where the money's going to come right. from. And her husband has passed, and that's why she's in one of your grief workshops. Right. And and you get this message that you know that it's all there for for you. It's it's all there yep. for you. Absolutely. And it was. She just had to go back and look around in all these insurance policies she hadn't really paid attention to. Yeah. And she said her husband was kind of forgetful and he had taken out this one policy and, you know, didn't really tell anybody. And there was all the money for the education. Yeah. And, you know, I want everybody listening to understand that when they go through grief, there is a it's a reinvention. So if you're not doing your soul's work, your true work, When you lose someone you love, you're going to go through a process of going, oh, my God, I have to be doing what I love. I can't go to a meaningless job. And your departed loved one is going to be helping you. They're going to be opening doors. They're going to be guiding you through it. And if you really can learn to pay attention and listen, they will help you move forward. Yes, they will. Absolutely. Why don't we go ahead and go back to the phone lines? Sure. And if you are just tuning in, you are listening to the Marie Manucherry Show. And we are now taking, it uh, looks like Anna calling him from Twisp, Washington. I don't know if anybody's been there. I have beautiful country beautiful out place. there. Lots yes. of, is there some snow out there now, Anna? Just a little bit. We got a little bit last night. A little dusting. So we don't have very much. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's gorgeous there. It's pretty weird. <laughs> right. So, Anna, yeah. what's your question? Um, I'm calling. I lost my brother a year ago yesterday, my younger brother, and it's been very hard. I feel like I lost my soulmate and my true companion. So I'm struggling with finding him and feeling okay again in my life. I feel really lost. Right. But I have a two, almost three-year-old son who is very close with my brother. So trying to stay positive and alive for him and just trying to figure out all those aspects. Right. I want to ask you right now to, just so the, re- the listeners can understand how people can do this, I want you to talk about your brother in a favorite happy memory, and then we're all going to start to feel your brother's energy, and then we'll show you how you can talk to him. Okay. Um, I don't know if I could pick one. Uh, but let's say two Christmases ago, we were at home 
we always used to love to make food together. So when he'd come to visit me, we'd plan out our menu for 10 days. So um, we probably just those times in the kitchen making cookies or um, dinner together or whatever food we were deciding to make that day. And give us his name. William. William. So, you know, he's quite a bright, sparky angel on the other side, and he says there is no room for in your life for you to be so sad and gloomy. He's very upset about that. <laughs> and with your child, he says your son is seeing him, that his son has told you that he sees him. He, ha- he has. I ask him because we talk about him a lot. Right. And are you yeah. seeing him, Anna? I have not seen him. I'm I'm pretty desperate to feel him, and I yeah. think that might be part of the problem. Right, right. Because, you know, when your energy is really low and sort of negative and in your pain, you have a gray cloud around you that's blocking you from feeling your departed. They can't get through of it. Through it. Think of it as heavy cotton all around you. And they're mm-hmm. yelling, you know, hey, I'm here. Come on. Let's go cook together in the kitchen. And he's even trying to help you with your career reinvention. So the ways to start shifting your energy, you know, meditate. Think of him with love. Instead of thinking him sadly, I want you to realize this is an agreement that you all had. It's not a tragedy. It's not that it was a random death. You two agreed to go through this together. He is one of your soulmates and that his purpose was your awakening and then his own process that had to do with his lessons in this lifetime. Okay. (laughs) You know, you you did such a good job being able to describe as as well as you did about the cooking. Because I think it's so hard when you're in grief to them be able to talk about the happy moments. And you, you did a really good job. He was like, he kept, he was holding up your energy to help you to get it all out. Right. <laughs> and he said you left out the part about making the kitchen really messy. Yeah. You know, and that that's his favorite part is that, you know, <laughs> like when you're done with the meal or creating, it's all in the oven or whatever the deal is, is that you both stand back and go, because it's like a tornado hits it, and then the two of you are, you know, he he says that he wasn't as helpful in that nature. Um, <laughs> no. You know, go to the yeah. cleaning up part of it. So he's he, he loves you so much, of course. And mm-hmm. I think you're going to start to feel him even tonight. I think that... Um, and- it's it, that all of that's just going to fade away from you. A lot and, of that. Comment. And also, Anna, what are you doing for a living right now? I'm a teacher at a Montessori school. Ah, I was a Montessori teacher. Oh, my, I love it. Yeah, in my twenties, <laughs> and um, you know that you're well. You know you're so good with young kids, right? You understand that they can see the other realms, and they talk to you about that, right? Uh, yeah, I mean they do a little bit. Yeah. Um, definitely. I've had a couple of children who have had someone they love pass, and yeah. they've talked a little bit about it. So, Anna, someday in your future, when you're ready to go through your own reinvention, you're going to be doing more of counseling and helping people who are grieving, especially young children. Oh, okay. Wow. That sounds <laughs> That fantastic. would be an honor, I think. Aww. <laughs> yeah. And thank you so much for calling in. And we thank hope you more very much. Snow, you're welcome. Falls in your area, so everyone can go cross country skiing. Yeah, right. Great idea. You know, Sue. One of the things I love about your book is you have based on a person's life path number, and you share as you have in all of your books how a person can figure that out based on their mm-hmm. birthday. 
you talk about how each individual can grieve the best for them. Right, right. That is so important. What a great idea. Well, everybody has to recover from grief in their own way. And some people need to go and be alone, go on a quiet spiritual retreat, reflect with nature. Other people need to go and talk to people, be around other people who are grieving and share their stories. Everybody has their own path. And as I explain in all of my books, when you look at your date of birth and get it to a single digit, you find your life path, your soul's mission. Mm -hmm. And that can guide you with everything from finding your true work, you know, navigating the reinvention points of your life to helping you recover from grief. And, you know, so for example, when I was grieving from Paul and Chrissy, I'm on the 22 path. So right away, I had to start writing books about it. I had to start trying to think about death in a new way and explore what it was all about, the way a 22 would do. But other people have to go through it in a different way. Wow. Yeah, it's fabulous. Just wonderful idea. And and you and I spoke briefly off the air about there are other things to grieve that happen in our lives. Exactly. And so this book can help people accomplish that successfully and, exactly. and realize that it's really a powerful opportunity in one's life. It is. Yeah. It, and it the thing is. is, everybody on earth is going to experience grief at some point. We don't get out of our lifetime without having the divine wake-up call of grief. So if we've all agreed to go through this, then we should agree that we will go through it with consciousness, that we will understand it was an agreement. We will understand that it was on purpose and that there's a great gift in it and that it's not a random tragedy. Right. Wonderful. Why don't we go ahead and take another call before we take a break? Sure. And if you're just tuning in or listening in to the Marie Manutrey Show, that's the show you've uh, gracefully hit your dial to, and it should be saved on all of them personally, on your, all your presets. You're listening to Marie and Sue Frederick. She's the author of Bridges to Heaven. And uh, we are also taking your calls. If you'd like to join us, 877-825-8828 is the number. We'll travel down to California. We have Julia now joining us. Julia, welcome to the show. Hello. Hi, Julia. Hi, how are you? Um, Julia, my give me your date of birth before you start talking. Give me your date of birth. Sure, it's eleven twenty-seven eighty-three. Okay, and now tell us your story. So I'm actually curious about my soulmate and when I'm going to meet that person. Um, and I've been being a little bit hard on myself that it hasn't happened yet. So <laughs> anything that you could tell me would be great. <laughs> so... First of all, the life path you're on, I I want you to understand, it's a path of having to experience a lot and really be kind of fearless and courageous. Agreed? Hello? Julia? Yes. Yes, definitely. So, you know, you've had a lot of changes, a lot of things to go through in this life, and you're very attractive, very charismatic, and you pull people towards you, but your lesson is making the right choices. Do you understand Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah. And this year of 2014 for you is a year of really having to just focus within. It's not, I don't want you, um, I don't want you wasting a lot of time pursuing that soulmate. That soulmate comes in 2015. It's more important for you that this year you surrender the old you. You really start letting go of pieces that have meant to be released in your lifetime, even relationships. Mm. Is there still somebody tugging at your heart that you're holding on to? 
Um, I mean, I I ended something just a couple months ago, but I'm not sure. So I think I'm still grieving that a little bit. Right. Um, so I want you to understand that this is the year of letting all that go and that there's uh-huh. great love waiting for you in 2015, but there is an inner process you have to go through in 2014. Do you meditate? Do you do spiritual work? I do. I do do spiritual work. I'm actually um, starting a new job this week as a holistic psychotherapist, which is awesome. <laughs> um, kind of my dream job, so yeah. I'm excited about that. Yeah. Congrats. That's and beautiful. do you know you're on the same life path as Marie? So oh, really? Oh, at, no. So she's yeah, a you're five. going on the right career. Oh, wonderful. So that means you have to be a little wild and crazy and travel and, you know, um, step out of the norm. Um, I definitely am, for sure. That's exactly right. Well, wonderful. Congratulations, and we wish you the best of luck. Thank you so much. Thank you. So we're going to take another break here on the Marie Menu Cherry Show. I'm having the pleasure of interviewing Sue Frederick, the author of Bridges to Heaven and several several other books. In fact, Sue, you're going to be here in Seattle in February at the Woman of Wisdom Conference. That's right. And so people can go to your website, which is? SueFrederick.com. Perfect. We'll be right back. (laughs) Baby, you're all that I want When you're lying here in my eyes I'm finding it hard to believe We're in heaven On Friday, Manson Mitchell welcomed Reverend Tom Newman, who talks about his experiences with mental and physical mediumship. Then on Saturday, psychologist John Ryder explains how the brain is wired and how you can rewire it to master your thinking instead of being at its mercy. Kelly Sullivan Walden, dream expert, also joins us in discussing how using your dream life creatively benefits your waking life. Manson Mitchell, Friday and Saturday mornings at 10, right here on Alternative Talk, AM 1150. Take a look under your bed. Find stuff under there? What about jobs? No? Now try your basement. There's a pair of overalls that overall you're not so into anymore. A perfectly good laptop that hasn't seen your lap in months. And even more stuff, but still no jobs? Well, you really have both. See, stuff is defined as household articles considered as a group. Sometimes this stuff is no longer needed. Wait, no longer needed? That can't be right. Because remember those jobs you were looking for? Those are really needed. And they're the stuff inside your stuff. Even inside that winter coat that moved with you to Phoenix. Our job is to unlock those jobs. And it starts when you donate your stuff to your local Goodwill. Here's how we do it. When you donate to Goodwill, we sell your stuff to provide job training for people right here in your community. So just by teaming up with Goodwill, you help create jobs. And isn't that worth parting with the leftover guitar from your 80s cover band? Goodwill. Donate stuff. Create jobs. Find your nearest donation center at Goodwill.org. A message from Goodwill and the Ad Council. If you want to know how to get in touch with Marie or find out what's on her calendar, there's a variety of ways to do so. You could become Marie's friend on Facebook or even follow her on Twitter. Check out Marie's website. There's tons of new features like Chakra of the Month, a live Twitter feed, and three PDFs with extensive exercises for your chakras. You can also sign up for Marie's free quarterly newsletter and also get your questions answered in her Dear Marie column. Simply email Marie your question and she will answer it in an upcoming edition. Marie also will be speaking and signing books throughout the U.S. in 2013. Find out if she'll be in your area on her events page at energyintuitive.com. Have you been thinking about heading down a healthier path but aren't quite sure where to begin? 
Marie has a set of DVDs that can help steer you in the right direction with wisdom, insight, and a dash of humor. The Healing From Within series imparts practical tools you can easily use to expand personal health. Marie collaborated with frequent radio guest and naturopath, Dr. Sheila Dunmerit to produce four DVDs that include detoxification, heart health, brain health, and hormones. The DVD series can be purchased online at energyintuitive.com or by calling 425-825-5671. Spread the word. You don't have to settle for the usual talk radio. Now there's Alternative Talk, 1150 a.m., And welcome back to the Remanu Cherry Show. We're live here in Seattle. I wanted to give you a heads up of who I'm interviewing next week, which is Jim Tucker. He's the author of Return to Life. He's a professor at the University of Virginia, and um, he authored a book about reincarnation based on some stories that are about children um, and their impressions of what occurred to them in previous lifetimes. It's going to be a fascinating book. I'm really looking forward um, to that interview as well. And I will be in Phoenix in March teaching my very first Reiki workshop outside of Seattle. That class is filling up. So if you're interested, you live closer to Phoenix than you do to Seattle, you might want to consider taking a Reiki workshop if that's something that's been on your to-do list. Um, I promise that it will be a transformative weekend. Um, A lot of fun, a lot of meditation, a lot of Insight opening up um, so that you can see, hear, and feel and have some awareness of energy molecules and how it affects our anatomy and spirituality. And um, welcome back to the show, Sue. Pleasure to be with you. (laughs) Lovely. (laughs) Um, So what is your favorite story in the book? Well, you know, my dad, I love my dad so much. And when he was crossing over, he gave me probably the most powerful visual image I've ever gotten of a departed loved one, and I'll just share it quickly with readers. You know, he was dying from lung cancer, and um, my family, in its kind of dysfunctional way, don't you love family dynamics, Mm. were all sort of arguing about whether he should have the do not resuscitate orders on his chart or not, and you know, this was after Paul and Chrissy had died, so I was very clear, you know, you've got to put those DNR orders on the chart, let him go, and yet my family wasn't ready to do that. So what happened was that on the day of his departing, um, we were all taking turns taking care of our children together, and so I had brought the young toddlers home to grandmother's house to put them down for a nap, and I was sitting down to meditate, And my dad was in the hospital dying from cancer. And as I closed my eyes to meditate, my father appeared to me so vividly I can still see him. And he was young. He was like suddenly in his 30s, and he was healthy and joking around with me. And he was so real and vivid that for a second I was like, Dad, how are you? What are you doing here? And then I went, oh, my gosh, Dad, what are you doing here? (laughs) And and I kind of opened my eyes from meditation, picked up the phone and called the hospital. And my brother Jim answered, and he says, Sue, Dad just had a heart attack. And the and the hot and the nurses were doing um, CPR, mm-hmm. but my dad had already left his body, and I just want everyone to know who loses someone through some sort of struggle or physical uh, illness, 
you know, they're not stuck in their body. And when those terrible things are going on in the body, you know, however they're dying, they've already, their spirit has already left. They've already gotten into their beautiful other realm and they're young again and their spirit is lively. And my father showed me that vividly. Wow. And it's so true. It, it's, I think when too, and too, when people are really sick, when they're sleeping a lot, they're on the other side hanging right. out. And, and so when it's time for them to go, they just fly right out. Exactly. You know, they're like, oh, finally I let go. You know? Yeah. Oh, that's a beautiful story. That's mm-hmm. a, quite a gorgeous one. And who do we have on the phone lines now, Benny? Sure, we'll take a D now calling in from Seattle. So, D, welcome to the Marie Manucherry Show. Oh, good morning. It's an honor to speak with both of you. Hey, D. Um, hi, Give us your birth date before you tell us your story. Okay, it's two fourteen fifty-seven. Oh, happy Valentine's birthday, huh? Thank you. Yeah, and did you cool. say fifty-seven or sixty-seven? Fifty-seven. Five. Five seven. Yes. Okay. All right. Great. All right. Tell us your story. My story is: I'm a medium and an animal communicator. I've been um, doing this work for the past two years. In fact, I was in Marie's very first mediumship class. Oh, fun. Oh, yeah. yeah. Wonderful. Really cool. I loved it. Oh, thank um, you. So I left my job four months ago to do this full time, and I'm really excited. I, um, I've had the most wonderful experiences. feel that I'm on my path, that I'm just loving what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel there's a soulmate close by, and I have nothing but, you know, wonderful things ahead. So it's, it's really an exciting time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess I'm wondering... One thing that's come up for me is some fatigue, and I don't know if these are mm-hmm. fears about stepping out or physical, or mm-hmm. um, I'm just wondering, you know, what you see ahead for me for 2014. Well, one thing I'd say is you're aware, I'm sure, that you're in your second Saturn return, right? Yes, I am. And what that means is that the heat is on. You are being called by your soul to really step into your great work in a huge way. And you said you're experiencing fear, correct? Yes, I am. And that's because it's a year of incredible bravery and courage required, of you really getting out there and doing this work in a way that you may even be timid about doing. So are you teaching workshops? Are you getting out and speaking and doing things like that? You know, I'm just about to. I'm going to be um, a guest speaker for as an animal communicator next mm-hmm. month. Um, I'm getting my website together, and I, I've got some blocks around that, I, I think. But Get that website going. See, your fear is manifesting by sabotaging your progress in those ways. But, you know, you're meant to be on the stage. You're meant to be really out there in front of people. And self-doubt is always going to be your boogeyman. In, in the path you chose for this lifetime, Self-doubt is always going to be there, but it's meant to be your fuel to make you move forward. Now more than ever with the Saturn return energy happening. You know, I mm-hmm. just I just love that you have taken all this risk and that you you found what you enjoy and it makes you so happy and fulfilled. I mean, clearly you're on the right path. I drew out your energy and it actually looks lovely. Even though you say there's fear and, and I've, I believe you, your root chakra is elongated. It's not huge. Right. It's kind of moderate. So the fear is really not even as big as I think you think it is. And it's just calling you to take action. Hmm. 
Literally. (laughs) (laughs) Don't you think, um, Sue, that when people have joy for something, that that's really the the clearest, most accurate message there is? Absolutely. I mean, when you are doing something, seeing a client, and you're just feeling alive and on purpose and in your joy, you know, the universe and your intuition is saying, this is the work. Be fearless. Bring it to the world. Get, you know, the self-doubt out of the way. Use it as your fuel. And, and I know my experience, and I'm, I'm assuming this is true for you as well, Sue, is that when you find your path, only good things come of it, even if the path changes a little of bit. Of course. But only good comes. It's just this wonderful revolving of goodness and more goodness and it more is. goodness. And, you know, there's always fear of the unknown, and I think part of what Dee is going through is just, fear of where this is going to take her. But the thing is, we can never know where it's going to take us. We aren't allowed to see that. We're only allowed to feel that this step in front of me feels right and joyful and take it, and then we can move forward on the right path. And that's what you're doing, Dee. Just keep going. This is exactly what I needed to hear today. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you. Bye-bye. So why don't we go ahead and continue on the phone lines? All right. We'll travel out to Kansas now. And we have Patty joining us. So, Patty, welcome to the Marie Manucherry Show. And Sue Frederick, author of Bridges to Heaven. All right. Hey, Patty. Hi. Give us your date of birth and then tell us your story. Um, 7-17-58. Okay. And um, I was recently diagnosed with cancer in my leg and um, had a surgery, and, and it doesn't seem like a good surgery and they would need to do some more and I'm uh, just looking for guidance for treatment maybe um, or and do you feel that you know I have loved ones around me that have you know passed that are here to support me and do this well, adventure <laughs> I really want Marie to talk to you about your health and your body because she that she's the master of that but I will tell you sweetheart that you are a divine master soul and that you are blessed in this lesson, and that you are very blessed with loved ones around you, as you say. But it's also a year for you of stepping into your power, of really understanding your spiritual power and and how to heal yourself and how to meditate. And are you doing that kind of work? Um, I've just been exposed to it now. I'm just starting to... um Hear, hear about Reiki and Good. had a one or two sessions, and um, I can, you know, feel that how it's calmed me. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, the energy, uh, I'm trying to focus on the love and light to my leg. Right. right. So, um, Marie, you should address yeah. the physical piece. That's your I, area. I will. Thank you so much. So, um, Patty, have so, so that means that when they did the surgery, not all the cancer was removed, correct? Right. Have you considered, and I know you're not going to like my idea, have you considered having the leg removed? Um, it has come up, <laughs> and I almost did it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it would have been tomorrow. It would have been the day to do it, and I chickened out. And I don't blame yeah. you for chickening out. I, I really don't. And, of course, I don't know where they would like to amputate it. I do get a good feeling about that. And so I'm, I'm sorry to tell you that. I know mm-hmm. that's not like the best news in the world to hear, Mm-hmm. But it it is the first thing that I saw when you started to talk about your leg. Mm-hmm. So, and the other thing I would add, Patty, is that from what I feel about your journey here, 
2014 is a year of having to do these kinds of hard things, but 2015 is really a year of getting back to being you and being healthy and kind of learning the lesson of all this and moving forward. So even if there's hard things to do or go through in this year of 2014, it's all much better and in the light in 2015. That's good news. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, that is really good news. And mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sure it's a very challenging and difficult situation. I, I, I can only imagine. Um, but um, that is what I am seeing as an intuitive, that that right. would be a a good choice. If, if that's okay. a decision you make, it would be a good choice. And, and Patty, right. the other thing is that part of this whole purpose of this of this soul lesson you're going through is to wake you up to the fact that you are uh, a beautiful master soul here and really embrace your spiritual self, meditate, study different spiritual paths, and eventually learn that you can move energy. You are, you are capable of being like Marie, somebody who can sense energy and move energy in a body and heal. Oh, that's so beautiful. And I'm sending you, as, as Sue is, and all of our callers, we're sending you beautiful, gorgeous light to your body and your cells and your DNA and um, mm-hmm. so that you can have a full recovery because um, we really wish that for you. Yep. We, we wish you, you a long and healthy and beautiful life, whatever you want in, in, in spades, Mo- many, many, many of all the things that you want. We wish that Agreed. for you. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for calling so much. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> So, I, I don't know if we can take, can we take another call? I think we can sneak in one, one more. more. Sure. Okay, one I'm feeling call. frisky today. All it's right. all good. Okay. <laughs> Scott's calling in from Vermont. So, Scott, welcome to the show. Hi. Yes, thank you very much for taking my call. I appreciate it. Hey, Scott, give us your date of birth and then tell us your story. Sure. My date of birth is March 27, 1957. 1957? 1957, yes. Okay, thank you. Go ahead. Tell us your story. Oh, okay, so my story is that um, <clears throat> I'm, I'm facing a, a very major uh, job and career change, and it, it is this. I work as a college admissions officer at a small college in Vermont. Mm-hmm. I've been doing this for the past seven years or so, and I enjoy it. But I've often thought about going to the other side and becoming a high school guidance counselor to work more closely with students. I miss that kind of contact, close contact, working with kids. And I've often thought of doing it overseas because I travel to uh, international schools as part of my job. Mm-hmm. And I've talked to people, and people have been very encouraging. Mm-hmm. So this past fall, I sort of stuck my toe in the waters a bit and sent out my resume. And to my great surprise, I was offered two positions, um, one at an international school in Istanbul, Turkey, wow. and yeah. another just recently at an international school in Hong Kong. Yeah. I'm so feeling... uh, I'm very delighted to have these opportunities available, um, but I'll confess that I'm feeling a great deal of fear. Yeah, now he's, now you're scared, yeah. right? No, now I'm scared. <laughs> yeah, Scott, this, I'm more this, than scared. I'm almost paralyzed with anxiety. Let me just, let me just um, say, 2014 is a year of the entire new cycle of the rest of your life, and you're in that Saturn return that we talked about earlier with a caller. You're feeling the energy of change, and yes, it's an it's an international job. Yes, and what were the two choices again? Give me those names. Was Istanbul and in, in Hong Kong? Hong Kong. Istanbul and Hong Kong. Hong Kong is glowing to me. Wow. But, but Hong the other Kong thing, is glowing to you. What? Okay. Yes, okay, good, thank you. 
But the other thing I'd say is it's not a time to stay put or think small. So the change you're going to take is the big one and the frightening one, and you're going to develop your meditation skills and your inner calming work, and you're going to do it. I'm working hard on that, yes. Good. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, I I think a lot of the fear that I'm feeling is uh, my mother died when I was three, and I know that that's caused great fear in my life. And so I'm trying to deal with that through meditation and, and spiritual work. And oh, not let that be the reason why I don't grasp uh, a, a wonderful opportunity. Right. I mean, your mom is like a cheerleader on the other side, mm-hmm. and she's telling you there's nothing to be afraid of, and she's saying, move, travel. <laughs> really, she is. She is. Well, you're supposed oh, to. Wonderful. I mean, that's you know wonderful. it. You filled out these applications. You know, you right. sent them. I know. I you know. You really know. Careful what you wish for, Case. You oh, know? I, just, <laughs> I think it's so exciting because here's the thing. Worst case scenario, if you don't like it, you can come home. Right. Right. No big deal. Experience yeah, on your a, resume. It's a two-year commitment. That's yeah, all. Yeah, so. whatever. Two years can go by really fast. You know, when I first right. looked at it, I saw Istanbul. But when Sue said China, I went China, really, huh? And then I could see more of your personality, and you have that kind of quiet contemplation right. inside of you, yeah. and yeah. and you yeah. like things organized. Yeah. And so, of course, Hong Kong is going to be better. Istanbul is going to be a little crazy. Yeah, and he's also going to study, you know, your spiritual life is going to be advanced when you're overseas. You're going to study, I don't know, maybe it's Buddhism or something, but you're going to really take your spiritual life to another level, too. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Uh, so you, you, you saw Hong Kong coming through more than Istanbul. Is that what you're saying? Yes, I did. And also, Scott, are you? I'm just curious, are you at Bennington? No, I'm in Middlebury, actually, but my ah. son is a student at Bennington. Well, there you go. Oh, lovely. So, honey, you've got everything you need, yeah. and take off. Be fearless. That's, that's, that's been part of my concern. Uh, both my kids are in college. They're and fine. I, I won't see them as much, obviously, uh, if I do this. Fine. You can't they're happy about that. <laughs> <laughs> And you oh, can't... You're, you're just knocking down any kind of any kind of excuse I can come up with, aren't you? <laughs> well, I think you know, Sue's She's very correct about the you know where you are, and it's your sudden return. Your whole life is supposed to change when right. you have a sudden return. You know, whether yeah. you're 30 or 60, that's when it's supposed to happen. The few years before all of that, yeah. Right. Um, so you're you're perfect, and you know it from an intuitive perspective. You know you're supposed to make this big leap, and it's so exciting. Um, congratulations! We're very excited oh, for you. you. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Thank you. Have a great day. Okay, Sue, you are so fun. That was a great show. (laughs) I really loved it. It was fabulous. And definitely in the future when I'm doing readings, I might focus on that person's personality a little because I would have said Istanbul, you know, but you were absolutely correct because then I... Probably it means though, Marie, that both would be a perfect uh, thing for him. I mean, he just needs to go. Yeah, (laughs) but I think Hong Kong will be a great first adventure for him because of the, you know, the personality, the way the energy runs and the people, it won't be so jarring compared to a very vibrant culture like um, it is in Turkey. Yeah. So good choice. Uh, I send all my love to you. I know our listeners do too. And congratulations on your book. Oh, and thank you. Yeah, maybe we'll run into each other when you're here in Seattle because I will be home um, oh, in great. February. Uh, so hopefully we will. And if not, maybe I'll meet you in Omega or some other place that we might both be speaking at. Perfect. All right. Have a beautiful day. Joyful blessings, everyone. Bye bye.